We really feel like that uh, God has called us to do this, to begin to broadcast uh, so that we can hear what God is saying. And God is speaking very clearly right now. Oh, my goodness. It's been one of the most as far as effectual spiritual downloads I think that I've ever had personally, because there are seasons uh, that the Lord will really speak. I mean, he'll say something that is crystal clear and we can run on that word for a very long time. And then there are quiet times. You just you're not hearing every single day what your direction is. But this season, it is really full blast. The Lord is on full blast. It really is. It seemed to be quiet, you know, like especially uh, during the pandemic, you know, during God, that season of rest. During that season of, well, yes, uh, <laughs> supposedly rest. Yes. Uh, where we were supposed to be quiet and listen right. uh, and be still and know that He is God. But it still seemed a quiet season. Even Chuck Pierce, a dear friend of mine, he said he just had to get used to the quietness of, of not hearing the Lord and not hearing just, just being. Happy birthday, we Chuck love Pierce. You. Oh, my goodness. And uh, so, but now, uh, after this, uh, Bravel, now I'm hearing sound from somewhere else. Maybe your earphones or? Okay. Now, uh, I'm just glad to be hearing sound, is that it's very important now because God is speaking loudly. And I believe it's because we're stepping into a season of rebuilding. And so, Bev, if you don't mind, we got a text this morning. Uh, from a dear saint in our church, it was uh, that I believe is actually the word of the Lord uh, for all of us. And uh, this season, in just a moment after Bev shares this, we're going to begin to revisit some of the, what the prophets are saying. But the prophets are speaking clearly now, and it's time to listen. Well, this word came from our dear friend Edith Kelly, and I just believe you, you, the Lord is speaking. And if we have ears to hear and eyes to see, he's going to show us some great exploits, and we are going to hear some amazing things. And this first thing this morning, as soon as I opened my phone, then Zerubbabel, son of Sheltiel, and Joshua, son of Jazadak, set to work to rebuild the house of God in Jerusalem. And the prophets of God were with them, supporting them. That's found in Ezra 5, too. So this is an Ezra anointing. So just before we continue, so they're rebuilding the temple. Yes. And they're getting ready for a rebuilding season yes. where it's been laying there without any work. That's so they correct. started the work. Great opposition came. Yes. That sound familiar? The work stopped. And they had to just sit there and watch it for a while. But all of a sudden, it says the prophets came alongside the builders. Right. This is important. Go ahead. Sorry. God put a dream in Zerubbabel to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. The whole city had been destroyed, and he came back from exile and laid the foundation of the temple. However, some people were against him and got a decree from the Persian king that forced him to stop. Month after month, year after year, imagine him seeing that empty foundation and thinking it would never happen. However, years later, the prophet Zechariah showed up and said, in effect, begin again. He was saying it may look dead and people are against you. But if you begin again, if you start believing again, if you start working again, it's still coming to pass. Zerubbabel came to a destiny moment where God was saying it was his time. And he said yes and made it happen. This is a destiny moment for you. God is saying what's not completed in your life, dreams that you haven't worked out, begin again. This is your time. Yes, 
amen, begin again. And for this Tuesday in particular, and for you, Father, thank you for the dreams you have put in our hearts. Thank you that you have equipped us and empowered us to accomplish all that you have promised. This is a destiny moment for all of us, and it's time to begin again. That is, is so, that a word? It's the word of the Isn't Lord. Isn't that a great word to wake up to? It I is the word that. of the Lord. Begin again. And so we just want to release that to you now. Begin again. Go again. This is that time. We've been in a holding pattern for a while. Things seemed like there was no momentum going, but this is the time to begin again, whatever that looks like in your life, for your family, for you personally, for the church you're associated with, for our tribe here at Word Alive, it's time to begin again. I love that word, and we'll post that so you can see that. Uh, We believe that this is the season of rebuilding, and God now has sent the prophets, according to this scripture Beverly read, Ezra 5 and 2, they began to rebuild, and the prophets came and began to speak into that. Emma Stark, the prophet from Scotland that we, Bev and I, uh, uh, contacted and connected with recently, she was here with us, Pentecost. By the way, I hope many of you were blessed by the Pentecost Conference. It was a great time with our friend Chris Reed, Chuck Pierce, and Emma Stark. But we need to uh, begin to unpack over the next few weeks, what are the prophets saying? So this is going to be our conversation over the next few weeks. What are the prophets saying and what are we supposed to do? This is an Issachar anointing that is coming alive again, which they know the Issachar tribe knew. Bev's scarf there is all about clocks and timing. timing. Knew exactly what time it was, not only what time it was, but what to do. So we know the timing build Go again. Yes. Begin again. What are, that's the timing. Now, what are we supposed to do to see that happen? We're going to begin to unpack what the prophets are saying, and I believe the Holy Spirit's going to give us a great insight and strategies in this season. And so we want to take you now to Sunday morning's message where Emma uh, Stark begins to release the word of the Lord. And uh, it's probably about a seven or eight minute segment. And then we'll be back, unpack this portion, pray into that and uh, go from there. So let's watch this together and be blessed. Let's pray and then let's uh, jump into the words of the Lord. Oh, Jesus, you are the king. Oh, come with your sword. Come with your throne. Come and make your dwelling place in the midst of us. Come take your rightful place as king of kings and lord of lords this morning. And Father God, we ask that you would come with an axe and that you would bring a sharp axe into the room. And oh God, we give you permission to take the axe to the root of that that which needs felled and destroyed in the midst of us. And Father, with one hand you would bring an axe, and with another hand you would bring a seed that you would be sowing for birthing and growing the new thing. So we come to that place of death this morning, and we come to that place of life in Jesus' name. I release the blessing for you right now to know what you need to hold on to and to know what you need to let go of. Oh, I release a revelation and a wisdom right into the midst of you in Jesus' name that you would not hold on to what needs a funeral service. I lose a wisdom in you to know what you need to cremate. I release an understanding in the midst of you that you know what you need to bury and not dig up again. And I release to you an understanding of what you need to hold on to in Jesus' name. 
And may I say to you, it's probably not the things you think. Whew. Let me explain this season. And then there's some demons in the room that I will kill. And I'll ask for your agreement. <laughs> okay. I see you. Right. So my job as a prophet is to do my best to tell you what I think God is saying. Your job is to weigh it and test it. Do we have a deal? Great. My job is not to say, well done, aren't you amazing? And have an ego massage and to give you, um, you know, sweeties, candies from sugar daddy God in the sky. My job is to make you uncomfortable. And it's not easy. To be honest, it's not easy either side of this uh, agreement that we have. It's just what prophets are. So if everybody likes a prophet, they're probably doing something horribly wrong. Don't stow me, uh, though. But it's okay if I annoy you. And uh, that's the, the point. You're supposed to be quite irritated. Yes? Let me see if we can get there. So the, the prophet's job is to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. So figure out which one you are. The Lord is taking us from shaking to dismantling and then into reformation. From shaking to dismantling to reformation is the journey of the church across the world right now. And actually God is taking us to the place where Christ is formed in us and in his church until we become the image of Christ and the church becomes the organization that that the bride who has made herself ready. Now, we have been shaken. Yes, you know that. But I don't think we have understood that we are now beyond shaking into the midst and the tail end of dismantling. And so this word that the prophets bring of the new thing, it's a new day, is in reality not shiny, not easy, but it is painful, it is challenging, and it is uncomfortable. And when you move past the shaking of elections that were controversial or the shaking of a pandemic or the shaking of what looks like the beginning of a third world war in the mainland of continental Europe, when you move into even the thought again of monkeypox and another, you know, uh, have you got monkeypox here yet? Yeah, that's kind of doing it the rhyme certainly in England. It's not yet come north of the border to Scotland. But when you get those shaking things, God in the midst of it says, I have shocked you by allowing you to be shaken. Now in your shocked state, I will bring a dismantling and I will dismantle and it will bring you to your knees where I will make you soul search. I will realign you. I will put you in deep conversations. I will put you in paying a price and the skill in navigating this season is to say, God, I love your discipline. If you can say, God, I love your discipline. Come on, say that to your neighbor. I love being disciplined by God. Oh, some of you are like, I don't really, but she's just made me say it. Okay, turn to your other neighbor because that neighbor looked quite suspicious and just say, I love the discipline of God. 
I love the discipline of God. So the shaking makes us ready for the real business of God, which is the dismantling, which will be followed by reformation. And so when prophets who use words like all change or epoch change or new means new or I'd rather be an amateur in the new than an expert in the old, whatever kind of terminology you hear from the prophets, those kind of words because our corporate trajectory was off. You only get that that need for that kind of God communication because our structures were more self-serving than they were God-serving. And dismantling costs us because it corrects us. It forces us to look at our history and what we have built and to understand that what we have got together is not just frustrating church or painful church or irritating church or boring church. Maybe your church is never boring. Maybe that's just my church. I'm a church leader. I'm fifth generation church leader. Do you know, can I just have a moment of honesty? There are some mornings I thought, oh Jesus, do I have to go to church? It's so boring. And I was the preacher and it was my church. We weren't just unfulfilling church. We weren't just non-essential church. We were deeply misguided church and therefore we were sinful church. And God is saying to us, I will put you, my church, in a boxing ring and I will throw punches and I will back you into a corner of surrender for this is the time of your greatest discomfort. So raise your hands all over the room or just where you are because raising your hands all over the room, anyway, it's funny things preachers say. I release to you right now the ability to pivot. I release to you the ability to move from one direction to another with ease. And where you are stuck on your trajectory, where you are chained in demonic chains to a way of doing things that God is dismantling, I lose the ability to shift in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, say, I receive it. Wow, 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 and wow. Let me turn my sound down here. We've been listening with you. Wow, my God, what a word. I'm telling you, it's it's really earth-shattering. And we had a moment with her just the day before, and she said that the glass is being shattered, that God was sending a wrecking ball. And I just thought to myself, Dear Lord, if we're wrecked anymore, I'm not sure what that's even going to look like. So here we are, and we are receiving every word of it. We, we've got to receive what the prophets are saying yes. right now. This is a word from the Lord. This is an accurate yes. word from the Lord. In the very beginning, just to unpack it just for a moment, know what to hang on to and what to let go of. 
The prophet said, Emma Stark, especially our opinions. That's right. And this is very important right now that we hold loosely our opinions, uh, our alignment to things, to especially politically, religiously, and allow God to speak his truth in us in this moment of shaking. And I love later on, we'll probably see it down the road where Emma said, nowhere in the Bible it says we should defend truth. Truth has the power to stand on its own. That's exactly right. That was so powerful. And so. So we, we, that blessing, I hope you received it as we did, the blessing to let go of what needs to be let go of, hang on to what needs to hang on to, she and let so it die. She went so far as to say, we need to hold a funeral service. Hold a funeral That's service exactly and bury right. some things. Bury some things, because once they have died and gone into the ground, that's the only way that a seed can replicate, which is what our heart is. We want to be able to replicate what God is doing in this season. Well, it's when they, what was Andrew and Philip came and they said, we, would, we want to see Jesus. Yes. Jesus responded, then unless a seed dies and goes into to the ground, it abides alone. But if it dies and goes into the ground, it will bear much fruit. And so our cry is we want to see the glory of God. We want to see the moving of the Holy Spirit. We want to see the will of heaven done on the earth. Well, for that to happen, we have to die. We have to let some things be buried from an old season so we can move into a new season. Well, and I love her her whole word really is about the reformation that's taking place in the earth today. And I think that that's why holding our opinions – loosely and just staying focused on the truth of God. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. That's what we as followers of Christ should be focusing on, the way, the truth, and the life. Absolutely. And the shaking. So she she spoke very powerfully. There's a shaking, but also a dismantling so that we can have a reformation. Yes. And this is very important to understand this. This is Hebrews 12. That says something on these lines, everything that can be shaken will be shaken so that we can receive the kingdom that cannot be shaken, which is the kingdom of God. Now, one translation says everything that can be shaken is being shaken, especially principalities and powers in the heavenly realms. And so what has to transpire in all this shaking we've endured that she mentioned, the pandemic, the wars, everything that's going on in our world, the whole cosmos is shaking. The whole heavenly realm is shaking, which is principalities and powers. So they have to be dismantled. And I saw in a vision when we were in a time of great intercession, dismantling of heavenly places in the seats in heaven so that we could take our place that is so powerful. in that heavenly realm. It's so be so encouraged. Powerful. All this shaking is shifting the heavens so that we can shift into a brand new season. So this is not the time to be dissuaded by all the chaos and confusion that's, that's going right. on. This is the time to realize God is allowing this shaking so that things can be dismantled so we can receive our new mantle for and a new so season. He, he keeps reminding us, not by might, mm-hmm. not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Absolutely. And Emma later on talks about what does that look like yes. for us to be a church of the spirit, which is a whole nother level of teaching. So in a nutshell, what I've gleaned from this first part we're unpacking is we are under the discipline of the Lord. Oh, yeah. Do you think we are? Do you think we are? And what, it is. It, what, what makes you say that? Because it's painful. <laughs> it, it is it's challenging and it is uncomfortable. And, you know, guys, 
those of y'all who know Kent, he really hates pain. I do. He hates it. I, I believe mean, no pain, no pain. That's right. No pain, no pain. Not no pain, no so gain. It's been, it has been one of those seasons of just the, the hand, the weight, the weightiness of the hand of God in our personal lives. So we know it's happening around the globe. You just have to receive what God is doing. Let me encourage you with this word about discipline, though. This, this I, I had no understanding about discipline, but the Lord spoke to me 10 or 12 years ago, and he said, uh, my hand of discipline is coming upon you. Now, this was almost a decade or more than a decade ago. Now, I didn't realize it would take a decade or 12 years, but the Lord said, my hand of discipline is coming upon you. I said, Lord, please, what can I do to stop, you know, Tell to me, prevent this from well, happening. Well, not just to prevent it. Like, so what? What, what, what can have, I change? What yes. disciplines? What boundaries can I put into what place? What have we done wrong? Right. So that we can, right. You know, quickly go through this process. And just like this, the Lord said, "Discipline is never for something that you've done wrong. Discipline's for preparation for, for what future. you're being called to That's do." That's exactly right. So it's just like we go to a gym or we do training. The hardship of the training is not to get through that moment. The hardship of training is allowing that moment to to build build the endurance and the strength in us to walk under the weight of the glory of God that's coming on us in this season. And and she was so powerful because, you know, there's a a lot being said about revival coming, but she said it's never revival to revival, which I agree 100% with because that implies that you're bringing something back from the dead. It's from glory to glory to glory to glory. And that's how God's presence is manifesting in the earth. Glory to glory. Absolutely. Hebrews 12 The discipline of God. Verse 3, for consider him who endured such hostility from sinners, speaking of Mm. Christ, against himself, lest Mm -hmm. you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Now, if there was not an opportunity to become weary and discouraged, these words would not have been penned. So even though we know it's the discipline of God, even though we know what's going on, it is still challenging, it is still uncomfortable, and it still is painful. And so the we are we are all poised to become weary and discouraged. Now what's interesting is the beginning of this says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily, easily ensnares us, us and let us mm-hmm. run with endurance the race set before us. It didn't say sins, plural. Sin, singular. He's speaking of one sin. What is that one sin? Discouragement. That's right. Because he goes on to to encourage us, which is the opposite of discouraging. Do not let discouragement cause you to quit running the race. And I feel the glory of God now. (laughs) Don't let discouragement stop you from running the race because God has got us in this discipline season and it's coming to a quick end. We have been in it. This isn't saying we're in it, we're going in it. We have, I believe, the body of Christ. I know us as our tribe. We have been under the discipline of the Lord, the hand of the Lord, preparing us for over a decade. But we're coming to the end of that discipline, and we're being dismantled so that we can experience this reformation of glory. Let me go on quickly. You have not resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons and daughters. My son... Do not despise the discipline of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, 
He, in, he chastens and disciplines and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, you, if you are without chastening of which you all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. That's a word. That and is so very strong. The proof that we are legitimate yes. sons and daughters of God is because we've been under the discipline of our Father for a decade, preparing us for this new season that we're about to step into to hold the weight of the glory of God. Well, I have to tell you, Apostle Wanda Fletcher said something so powerful to me uh, at the, the, oh my gosh, the worship service on Monday night. I wish we had time to talk about that. But she said, you know, I've had to repent to the Lord. And I said, Wanda, what for? She said, I've not been sorrowing well. She said, Jesus is called the man of sorrows. And in this very mm. crucial moment in his life, he's still encouraging everyone, do not grow weary in well-doing. Finish your race of faith and finish it well. And she repented for not sorrowing well. Mm. And in the, the process of the dismantling and all of the the pain and the dis words, you know, it just occurred to me that's where the word dis comes from. Like you, you got dis, <laughs> you got disappointed, you got dejected, you got discouraged, you got discouraged, you got dissed, and so it really, really, it was almost like a a sword went through me the moment she said that because Ken, I don't think either of us are complainers. Now, in our private time, we might, you know, whinge a little bit and you know, wine on occasion. But for the most part, we're very enthusiastically pursuing the call of God. And so I just want to encourage any of you that have been in that moment that this is your now movement to rebuild. Absolutely. To run again, to get up. And you can sorrow well. It's okay. We we grieve. We mourn. We 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 really are human beings. And I think that um one of the words that came is it that the Lord in all of our lives are destroying anything that are the wasters and the spoilers. Yes. And so all of us have situations like that in our life. And I believe that God is realigning us for this season for this purpose very intentionally that's that's been one of my key words this entire year just waiting for the wisdom of god with intentionality of how to carry on and to go forward with god's momentum he keeps assuring us that when we ignite the fire, he sends the wind. Yes. And so I pray and agree with you right now that Holy Spirit just begins to Come blow on. the wind of the Father and that your fire is ignited and that your flames grow higher. One of the most encouraging words that Kent and I have ever had, let me see your hand, was that as long as we kept our hands held and united for the glory of God, that no matter what happened in our life, that if someone tried to pour water on our fire, mm -hmm. that it would be just as if gasoline had been poured and the fire would never go out, that it would only grow higher and in more intensity. So that's my prayer for you today, that you're able to go forward with great fire and the wind of the Holy Spirit encouraging you. Wow, what a powerful prayer, and uh, 
while while Bill's been talking, y'all see me thumbing around my Bible. I was trying to find Haggai. You don't, <laughs> you you don't, never, you don't you get and, there very easy. I'm going to tell you straight up. You don't Kent get and Haggai do not have a reciprocal <laughs> you, you, relationship. You, you don't get to Haggai. Kent's always accident, looking for you. Haggai, and just he has he, he has to go really to what pages? Anybody yeah, give my, us a shout Bible, out? In my Bible, it's page 1242. Thank you, you very much. Curious. Give us a shout but out. Here's what it says: For thus says the Lord of hosts. Now this is Hag. This is Haggai. This is Bev started with Ezra. This is the Haggai. Yeah, prophecy. Yes. This is when they begin to talk about the rebuilding yes. of the temple, right? And so they're discouraged. Uh, they're disillusioned. Yes. They're, all the dis uh, All the disses. Yes. It, it talks about this in the book of Haggai. It's an easy, quick read if you want to read it. But the, all of a sudden, the prophet comes yes. and starts speaking. See, this is important. The prophets are not coming to tell us where we're going into. They're coming to tell us where we've, where we've been and what we, and have, what come we have come out, out of That's and right. now what God is and doing. And to not mourn for it any longer than necessary. Yes. Go ahead, because I, I go a whole different direction It's time direction to rebuild. That. Yes. And so here comes Haggai saying, For the, thus says the Lord of hosts, once more it is a little while. I have shaken heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land, and shaken all nations that they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord glory of hosts. The glory silver is mine, the gold is mine, yes. says the Lord. The glory yes. of this latter temple shall be greater than than the former temple. And Haggai goes on and talks about my spirit remains among you. Therefore, stir up yourselves and begin to build again. And so we just want to encourage you today. We've all been through a season of discipline of the Lord. We've all been very still in this process or going through painful, uncomfortable, challenging change. But it's only for the good of what God has wanted to do in our life. And we're season, we're in the season now to arise and build again. Yes, we are. And so, as Bev said earlier, do it again. Go again. <laughs> yes. Build again. Pray again. Believe again. It's time to begin again. So, Bev and I join our faith with yes. you today. We receive this word of the Lord, and we simply decree and declare that it's time to begin Again, this is the word of the Lord. Let been hanging on to that God's been trying yes. to take out of our hands. Hold a funeral service. Hold a funeral service. Yes. Let the past be buried. Some things we can't fix. We just have to let it go yes. and trust that God is in charge. And let's step into this new season and receive strength and the word to build again, to go again. This is the season of building in the spirit realm. And we're going to be filled as a house with the glory of God in the name of Jesus. Just such whew, mm-hmm. such a presence on that word. My word. Woo. Wow. All Ooh. right. Well, this is our first portion over the next few yeah. weeks. We're going to be coming every week. If you don't mind sharing this out so that people can glean with us. Uh, be that you know, feel that you need that they you feel they need to tap into this season with us. We're going to be talking over the next several weeks, unpacking these prophetic words about what where we are, the timing, and how to step into this new season in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Keep us in your prayers. We'll continue to pray for you. Please let us know what we can be in agreement with and praying for you in the comments. And we are just really lifting you up to the Lord and knowing that He is going to energize you with great joy for your journey because the joy of the Lord truly is your strength. Amen. Be blessed.